beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. And the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him. And without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life. And the life was the light of man. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came for testimony to bear witness to the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light but came to bear witness to the light. The true light that enlightens every man was coming into the world. He was in the world and the world was made through him yet the world knew him not. He came to his own home and his own people received him not. But to all who received him who became children of God, who believed in his name. He gave power to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh, full of grace and truth. He beheld his glory, glory as of the only begotten Son from the Father. And when the hour came, he sat at table, and the apostles were with him. He said to them, I have earnestly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. But I tell you, I shall not eat it until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. And he took a chalice, and when he had given thanks, he said, Take this and divide it among yourselves. For I tell you that from now on I shall not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. He took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to them, saying, This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And likewise the chalice after supper, saying, This chalice which is poured out for you is the new covenant in my blood. But behold, the hand of him who betrays me is with me on the table. For the Son of Man goes, that has been been determined, but woe to that man by whom he is betrayed. They began to question one another which of them it was who would do this. A dispute also arose among them, which of them was to be regarded as the greatest. And he said to them, The kings of the Gentiles exercise lordship over them, and those in authority over them are called benefactors. But not so with you. Rather, let the greatest among you become as the youngest, and the leader as one who serves. For which is the greater, he who sits at table or one who serves? Is it not the one who sits at table? But I am with you as one who serves. So our Lord, our Lord first of all, tells them that he's had a great desire to be with them to celebrate this Passover. Before I suffer, he says. But they aren't really paying attention. Their minds are somewhere else. He then gives them this new Passover in his body and blood. 
very directly. In fact, St. Luke is the only one who has the words, do this in remembrance of me. Then he tells them that someone is going to betray him. And then, after all of that, they begin to argue about which of them is the greatest once again. They continue to do this over and over again. After they have heard from him why he has come, what he intends to do, that he intends to suffer, that he's going to be betrayed, they're concerned about which one of them is the greatest. They aren't listening. So our Lord speaks to them about it. He says, no, you've missed the point entirely. I am with you as one of serves. You will take your example from me. They still don't understand. They will not understand until he shows them what it means to serve, and that, of course, is the cross. And even then, they won't completely understand. That is the ultimate service that the Lord has come to give us. And they're more concerned about their place in the kingdom of heaven. It's so much, you know, like the Israelites. They thought that God had taken them out of Egypt for a comfortable life. He hadn't. He'd taken them out of Egypt to form them into his people. That was going to be a rough journey and a rough experience. They were getting angry all the time because they thought they were supposed to be given all kinds of comforts, all kinds of consolations. That isn't why he took them out. That isn't why he chose the apostles. That isn't why he chose us. He chose us to form us into his own image. Will there be consolations and comforts? Yes. But mostly we are called upon to be formed into the image of Jesus Christ and to the image of what it means to be a proclaimer of the gospel. But who is the greatest shouldn't matter at all to us. Now, sometimes we have to be concerned about our position because of our, our families, our jobs. Sometimes it's a good example. We have to remind people that we have a certain authority. Uh, but that's not for our sake. That's for the good of others. They still don't understand that. Uh, Pentecost will drive that point home, and even then, sometimes. So, for us, then, the Eucharist is the ultimate example of what service is, since it's all of what he did come to us in himself, his suffering, death, and resurrection. So as we sit and look upon the Eucharist tonight, we will think that to ourselves, not which one of us is the greatest, but how we can limit our, how we can humble ourselves in such a way as to follow him and to serve him. I read a beautiful statement about humility the other day that said, humility is a beautiful blend between the best and the worst that we think of ourselves. Your attitude must be that of Christ. Though he was in the form of God, he did not deem equality with God something to be grasped at. Rather, he emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, being born in the likeness of men. He was known to be of human estate. It was thus that he humbled himself, obediently accepting even death, death on the cross. Because of this, God highly exalted him, bestowed upon him the name above every other name, so that in Jesus' name every knee must bend in heaven, on the earth, and under the earth, and every tongue proclaim to the glory of God the Father, Jesus Christ is Lord.